0: Okay, so picking up on part 2 of episode number 241 and so from this point on we discuss all of the metrics statistics that uh Jake had compiled over the past week in preparation for the show gives you an idea of how the caps are doing and really the the one thing that definitely needs to change and also some possible um Well, from the point of view of an armchair GM, um, what would remedy said problem and how he would go about um, making this deal? And um, well, let me just warn you right now, the discussion at certain points gets a little heated and also is pretty much um, not safe for work. Or, or for little ears for that matter, if you know what I mean. So a um, little listener discretion, if if you will. Um, yeah, be careful. Probably don't want to put this in, in your Christmas playlist uh, next to Brenda Lee or anything like that. So fair warning, but don't say it and tell you so. But uh, I, I think you'll enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, so here we go. Okay, let me let me preface this, first of all, by saying everybody, all you Caps fans out there have to remember where they actually are and where they are, where we all are is we are in a transition year. And there's a reason the so-called pundits had the Capitals not even getting a whiff of the playoffs this year. There's a reason for that. And yes, I couldn't be happier that, you know, they are not only within striking distance of a playoff spot but very likely going to make the playoffs. Now, whether they do or not is very much up in the air. And Jake's got some data that will explain why as as far as how they've played this year and you know, where they're going to go with it. So, let's Jake, let's let's have you start with your uh, first set of examples on on how that goes and explain to our listeners what what uh, what you got cooking here.
1: Well, right now, 31 games in, they are actually the number one wildcard team in the playoffs. And I don't remember if it was on this show or if it was on another show. When we were talking about the Capitals before the season, I said my outlook was extremely pessimistic. I thought this team would be a lot worse off than they are. This team has managed to win games in spite of themselves. And don't get me wrong. I am extremely happy. I'm extremely proud of them. But but (laughs) there is still 52 games left in the season. So we have to necessarily take a look at what the team looks like, and are they realistically a playoff team at the end of the year? So I'll just go ahead and answer that question off the jump. Are they realistically a playoff team at the end of this year? No. No, they're not.
0: And I hate to I hate to say it, but, yeah, I would have to say that the fact that, you know, they have not figured out yet how to finish a game in regulation also tells me no.
1: Yep. It's exactly, I believe I said to you earlier, 18 out of 31 games, they've been held below three goals in regulation. So I, I want to go, I've got, um, two different groups of four guys. It's going to be column A and column B. Okay. All right. Column A has 23 goals for, Cumulative in 100 games played. Cumulative.
0: Now these, are, these are active players on the Caps roster you're referring to, right? Yes. Okay.
1: And, and now I I do want to go ahead and say Dylan Strom is excluded in this. Okay. So, Colin A has 23 goals for in 100 games played. Correct? Correct. Column B has 24 goals for in 100, excuse me, 101
0: games played for. Okay, so who who are the members of column A and column B?
1: The members of column A are Alex Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Tom Wilson.
0: Okay. And they have you
1: combined said they... For, they have combined for a total of 23 goals for in 100 games played for a cumulative cost of 30 million. Okay. The members of Colin B Anthony Mantha, Nick Dowd, Sonny Milano, Connor McMichael they have a cumulative cost of 9.8 million. And if you were to take Anthony Mantha out of that equation, Dowd, Milano, and McMichael don't even equal three million, or excuse me, four million dollars.
0: And did you did you mention how many goals for that they that group is responsible for?
1: They are responsible for twenty four goals in one hundred one games played. The point is is that the people we are not paying money to score are scoring the exact amount of goals we need. Our top guys to score. And for everyone, and I know people are going to hate me when I say this, T.J. Oshie is a problem. He's a problem. He's $5.7 a year. He has four points in 21 games. You want to know another interesting stat about T.J. Oshie? Go ahead. If you took Tom Wilson off of this roster, T.J. Oshie leaves the Washington Capitals in penalty minutes. So not only is he not contributing, he is putting the team at risk. And he costs $6 million a year. So he's bad on one end. He's bad on the other end. He's bad on every end. But we somehow, like, we've got this point where we're so infatuated with him. Oh, well, in the locker room. Well, let me tell you something. When you're on a team that the only other NHL team in the NHL that has less goals than you is the San Jose Sharks. Your locker room presence does not mean a damn thing compared to your on ice presence. Oh, has no on ice presence. And like I said, outside of Tom Wilson, he's leading the team in penalty minutes. So not only is he putting us at risk, he's not contributing on the ice.
0: Well, let's go ahead and up the, up the ante then about him. Uh, would you go ahead? Would you go all the way into the deep end and say it is time for him to retire?
1: Yes, no? I, I put I put him in the same category as I put Nick Backstrom. And
0: I, and I know, look, I will I will accept your argument that um, the fact that the intangibles that he brings and the locker room leadership is probably not worth five to six million a year. Um, should not be paying him just for that but I have myself seen a difference for when he, when he's playing on the ice despite the penalty minutes when he's playing versus when he's out of the lineup now fortunately or unfortunately this whole week he's been out of the lineup and the caps managed to bag so four games, you had a total of eight possible points. They bagged, what was it, six six or seven? Well,
1: I'm, I'm so, so glad you say that you notice there's a difference when he's in the lineup because T.J. Oshi, his offensive shift start percentage, which is for uh, layman's terms, for those of you who may not understand, is the amount of times he starts his shift in the offensive zone directly in front of the other team's goalie is 15 percent yet he has a negative seven rating
0: okay so when you say when you say he's, he has a 15 percent as far as offensive zone starts
1: it means he's not keeping the puck in the offensive zone teams are running down the ice when he's on the ice
0: all right let me ask you this. And 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 hopefully, I th- I think if you're as prepared as I think you are, hopefully you got a pretty good answer. But does it seem to matter who his line mates are in all of those times?
1: No, because the actual fact of the matter is, Ovechkin has a twenty point eight percent offensive start time. Willie has an eighteen point seven percent start time Kuznetsov has 16.6 start time. They are all worse than minus five. So when our quote unquote best players are on the ice directly in front of the other team's net, we're getting goals scored on us. So what that means is essentially teams are running our best players down the ice.
0: At the risk of oversimplifying the argument, it it sounds to me like the the opposition is taking advantage of the fact that um, our older, slower players, um, not that they ever were, but um, aren't doing the job on the back check.
1: No, that's absolutely correct. So, and and here's the other thing. We're going to go a little bit further down the lineup. We're going to go down to our fourth line. We're going to go down to uh, Dowd, Abe Kubel, and uh, Malinstein. Dowd has a 3.1 offensive start percentage. NAK has a 2.6 start percentage, and Malinstein has a 2.4 start percentage. Yet, those are three of the only five players on our team who have a plus-minus differential of
0: 0.5. And that's in the positive.
1: Yes. So essentially, so what's happening is if you go to the other side, if you go to the defensive side, Dowd, Abe Kubel, and Malenstein. Dowd has a 31% defensive shift start Ava Bell has a 31% defensive shift start. Malinstein has a 29% shift start. But they all have a plus rating. So essentially what's happening is our fourth line is starting in our own zone or our neutral zone and pressing the puck forward and getting results. But our top guys, Ovechkin, Wilson, Kuznetsov, Oshie, those guys, they are getting to start directly in front of the opposing goalies net. But the puck is getting pushed back into their throats and we're getting scored on when they're on the ice.
0: So when you take all that into consideration and you, pardon me, if you, you probably figured this out all, all on your own. So not to speak for you, but from all from what all you just said. Basically, when it comes to the offense of this team, it is being carried by not by the first the line. line. Mm, I would say the third line would be my argument.
1: Uh, the it fourth would line. Be carried, It would be carried by the third line, but the third line has been messed with so much that they don't have like adequate numbers to put beside themselves. I can actually put Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson on a line. I can actually put Dowd, Abey and Malenstein on a line. But we've been going like we we've changed our second and third line so much that their numbers go back and forth. It wouldn't be fair for me to apply the same logic to the second and third line that I can apply to the first and fourth. If that makes sense.
0: Well, so that the. the- the the counter I would have to that is maybe not versus versus uh, Ovechkin's uh, Kuznetsov's and Wilson's you know those three at least you know when you when you match them up against those three and their time on the ice but and and I'm doing the uh, classic air quotes with my fingers again so you can't see it but the third line as it were to me anyway has been the McMichael. Protus mantha combo and more often than not
1: they are still not they're still not the biggest listen out 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 of the fart when I did that column a column B thing with you and it was ovi oshi Kuzi, Wilson versus mantha Dowd milano and McMichael if you take Dylan strom out of the equation, those two groups right there account for forty seven out of sixty four goals that the team has scored. So the the guys that you were talking about are only accounting for 14 goals out of 31 games.
0: Well, so, so here's another counter to that argument. Those goals that that third line, again, air quotes, that third line is scoring. The. I I would say I'm trying not to overstate their importance, but I'm also saying they shouldn't be understated either. The type of goals that they score are very important goals. They are first goals. I I would would agree
1: with you. I would agree with you with that. But can I interest you in one more stat? And I I think that this is the one that I'm going to turn you on my favor for. All right. You know how high I am on Dylan Strong. Yes. I like, I'm sold on him. He's been our best player, correct? Correct. He has a negative seven rating and he's averaging 18.05 in ice time, right? All right. That's our first line center. And he plays on the power play. Nick Dowd, who is our fourth-line center, has a plus-four rating in 15 minutes and 45 seconds. Nick Dowd has a plus-11 goal differential over Dylan Strom, and Dylan Strom is only averaging two minutes and 20 seconds more ice time than Nick Dowd.
0: Okay, so I pulled up Dylan Strom's up to the – most recent game stats and overall um as far as and i understand some of you listening out there don't take much stock in plus minus but overall he is a minus two now again i don't know how much stock you take in in plus minus but if your first line center whose primary responsibility is to drive the offense
1: real real quick his minus two is the power player or uh special teams rating
0: uh, well, I'm, I'm looking at not to argue, but I, I'm looking at the NHL.com stats on him and it's 31 games played 13 goals scored seven assists for 20 points and the overall plus minus now, uh, granted they might be airing. It wouldn't be the first time, uh, but they've got him at an overall plus minus at minus two.
1: I'm, I'm looking at hockey music and they've got him at a minus seven.
0: Okay. Well, uh, in any case, now minus seven, yeah, makes it look a little worse. But
1: but it, either way, he has a negative differential to Nick Dowd, who plays generally on the fourth line. Right now, let's go back to another stat that I brought up to you earlier. Nick Dowd is starting almost a third of his shifts in his own zone.
0: Okay, well let me let me so stop he, you there. No, no. Let- so
1: he's pushing the puck. He's pushing the puck, and they're getting goals on net. Dylan Strong is averaging more percentage in the offensive zone than Nick Dowd is, and he has a negative percentage. And you you can't say that it's a time of ice thing because their time of ice is not that far apart.
0: Well, I would say, okay, so speaking of time of ice, I would say that is the one thing. That the coaching staff has been better at, uh, save for maybe a handful of glaring examples. Um, Matt Phillips, um, has been very good at being judicious about, um, believe it or not,
1: Matthew Phillips, based on the analytics, is one of the top three players on the Capitals this year.
0: Well, I, I think that number's a little skewed because of how little ice time he gets. Um, but
1: well, it, it's just based off going on what stats he gets in the ice time, he gets.
0: But in, in any case, what I was gonna ask you was you said Nick Dowd, fifteen percent starting off in the defensive zone. If he's the one responsible for making sure he wins the face off, those key faceoffs. Thirty one percent. Thirty-one percent. Okay, I was I was gonna say that didn't that sounded a little low to me. If if even if he's on the fourth line, if he's the one responsible for winning those key faceoffs, I would have thought that would have been higher.
1: No, no, he's responsible for thirty-one percent.
0: Okay, but right, his main job though is not necessarily to score, but to make sure that those faceoffs are won and the zone which, cleared. Which
1: brings me to my point: his job is not to score, but Dowd, Albaquele. Malenstein, Protosh, and Mantha are the only forwards on the Washington Capitals who have a plus-minus rating more than one with at least 20 games played.
0: Okay. I and I get that. And that that has that that actually buys into an argument, something I've been saying for years, in, in that the forwards need to be doing a better job back checking. So I'm with you there. But the f- the other side of that same coin is how much of that, because here's, here's the problem that most folks have with plus minus. You get a minus point. You get a minus if you are on the ice for that goal against, even if you had nothing to do with that play, even if you did everything you were supposed to do. Now, how much of that would you say, and and i hope i kind of hope i'm segueing you into something here but how much of that also is not just the forwards but the play of the defensive pairings too
1: well it, it, statistically i i am going to leave you to guess who do you think our worst defenseman is
0: oh i don't have to, this year? oh i didn't as far as defensive metrics um easily john carlson no no
1: no On metrics, our worst defenseman is Nick Denson.
0: You know what? That does not surprise me. That does not surprise me one bit Um, because I, and I've, uh, I was a fan of his last year, but I noticed ever since the preseason, it seemed like he took a step back and he just has not been, he wasn't, has not been anywhere near the guy he was last year. So he I ha- gotta he say he
1: has he has a minus eighty four shot attempt differential. The next closest defender to him is who you just said, John Carlson.
0: Well, but Carlson okay. is
1: only minus seventy two.
0: Well, so so shot attempt, I, I yeah, I'm I'm a you, little you, you
1: a- can you can make the argument that time on ice has affected that, but you also have to understand that this is a percentage based stat.
0: Well, that that's true, but as as we saw uh against the against the Lightning. Um and yes, shot attempt is him on the ice and his team being responsible for the shot. Let's make that clear. But I would I would counter argue that his pairing isn't necessarily he doesn't get I guess what I'm saying is his pairing doesn't get the chance to tip the scale the other way, the other direction. They're responsible for getting well, that, the but other side.
1: My argument to that would be there's not a single fucking, there's really not a single pair of defensemen on that who get an attempt to scale the other way because the offense isn't doing shit.
0: All right. So you said Carlson is a minus 72 as uh, far correct. as the shot attempts. Correct. Okay. Well, that, that doesn't surprise me.
1: It doesn't surprise me either.
0: It it it. I've I've long said that yes, he drives the offense, but yes, also big yes, he is he is an extreme liability.
1: But here's what did surprise me. Guess who's a minus seventy.
0: Um. Well, I'm a little. You know, when you get to the middle, I'm a little fuzzy on this, but I'm gonna say Trevor Van Riemsdyk.
1: Rasmus Sandin.
0: You know what? That doesn't surprise me either. Or, or it, well, it shouldn't, because his game is a lot similar to Carlson's.
1: But analytically, and I know people are going to hear me say analytically and roll their eyes. Analytically, Sandine, Carlson, and Jensen are the three worst defensemen on the team.
0: And that's, unfortunately, that's, that's played out. That has played out in, in, in a lot of games already. So that part of it, I would say definitely spot on. And they are all, if I'm not mistaken, aren't they all the left side defensemen that we have, the main left side defensemen? Yep. And yeah, that's
1: uh Carl, I think Carlson plays right on the power play, don't he?
0: Yes. But so that, that is that
1: that just makes his numbers even worse.
0: Right. Well, that that is now now the the coaches who See that kind of thing, yes. Unfortunately, that is that is a weakness that can be exploited. But like you said, it's not just the defensemen; it's the forwards.
1: And I'm I'm glad you segued into that because that's where I believe the problem is.
0: So the reason the Caps at this point in time, how do I put this, are not capable of winning more games.
1: Is, is, is simply because the guys who they are paying money to make things happen are not making things happen.
0: Or are making the wrong things happen.
1: Yes. It, I, I mean, you look at it Anthony Mantha has 10 goals, Nick Dowd has four goals, Sonny Milano has four goals, Connor McMichael has six goals. There is absolutely no reason that they have more goals for than Ovechkin, Oshie, Kuznetsov, and Wilson combined. But they do.
0: All right, so let me ask you this. Would those numbers, and, and you said earlier when you presented the two columns that you were taking Dylan Strom out of the equation. If Ovechkin were having a quote-unquote regular year, would you feel like you'd have to take him and Strom out?
1: No, because the only reason Ovechkin has 20 points is because of Strom. The only reason any of the guys have any points in column A is because of Dylan Strom. Simple as that. Anthony is not getting points off Dylan Strom. Nick Dow's not getting points off Dylan Strom. Sonny Milano's not getting points off Dylan Strom. Connor McMichael's not getting points off Dylan Strom. But Ovechkin, Oshie, Kuznetsov, and Wilson, yeah, they they will. They will get those points off Dylan Strom. If it were not for Dylan Strom, column A would not even hold a candle to column B.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad I'm glad you tied that up because – some of some of our listeners may have been going, okay, well, what was the point of excluding Dylan Strom? And I think you just made that point. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. or 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 reinforced or rather reinforce that point. Six, seven, eight,
1: nine million dollars a year, they're not doing anything. The only reason they have numbers is because of Dylan Strom. But you have guys like McMichael, who's not even making a million, Milano, who's making one point nine, Dow's making one point three. Those guys are putting up the same numbers.
0: I, I get all that. Now, now we're gonna. I I think you had you had uh, some other aspects you want to talk about, and I'll I'll segue it by saying this. Um, when it comes to money, um, to me, it's a moot point. Unless you have a management strategy that can come up with a way to, how do I put this, uh, to deal with that impact on the payroll.
1: And And I I I guess, guess, go ahead. I'm very glad you segued that into the way that you did because it was very elegant. And I do think that there is a way to remedy this problem.
0: Okay, and I, I know you had a couple ideas at least about that, so let's go ahead and discuss that.
1: So you're going to have to remedy it through the uh, the trade pipeline. So it, if you look at the trade pipeline, what do we not have? We don't have prospects that people want, maybe outside of um Live, but we,
0: what do we do have? Well, let me let me I, not to knock down your argument. I I would say I would say we do have prospects that are desirable, but they are the best fit for the Capitals. They are probably not I'll, the best. No, fit yeah,
1: for- like we're we're not getting rid of Chesney. We're not getting rid of Leonard. Right, like guys like that are untouchable. I, I'm talking about prospects that we would be willing to trade that have actual worth, and I think Sudelev is. Probably the only one true. So what, what, what do we have other than such to offer teams?
0: As far well, as we prospects have, that, that, that are on, that are available. Not much. No. no
1: in, in general.
0: Uh, perhaps draft capital.
1: Well, we have two first round picks in the next two years. We have two third round picks in next year's draft. We have three second-round picks in 25's draft. We have, like I said, two-thirds in 24. We have a third in 24, and we have a fourth and a fourth in both year. We have draft capital to give. So uh, to make it make sense, and let me just go ahead and give a disclaimer to everybody. I am not a general manager. And I do not think these things are going to happen. I do not think these will happen whatsoever. But I I took a look at what we had to offer, and I compared it against teams that are in need of draft capital, and I came down with Tampa Bay, I came down with Boston, I came down with Florida, and I came down with the New York Rangers. Boston and the Rangers are not trading right now. So we're really looking at Tampa Bay and Florida. So for Florida, I think that the only the only person we could snap from Florida with some of these draft picks is Carter Verhegey. So I, I'm I, I'm looking at a trade for Carter Verhage, and then I go over to Tampa.
0: Well, hold on, let me stop you there. Now, now you're now just to, just to clarify because I think some 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 of our listeners are going to immediately jump and say, "Hey, wait a minute, uh, you're just going after Verhage because he's killed us so many times in the past." Not just for that, though, right?
1: No, but it, you look at his numbers; he's he's playing phenomenal oh, yeah. right now. If if you look at what Brian McClellan said his desired um return would be the top six forward, Carter Hagee, in my opinion, is a top 50 player in the league. He's on a uh <clears throat> he's on a 4.16 million dollar contract, and that goes through to next year. You're probably gonna have to give a first. And maybe two thirds,
0: and and for those for those who don't have the benefit, Carter Verhage's current stats according to NHL.com: thirty-three games played, so he's durable. Sixteen goals, twelve assists for twenty-eight points, and he has a plus-three rating.
1: He immediately becomes one of the Capitals' best players.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say.
1: But here, here's the one that I think people—I'm really going to lose people on—is. Tampa Bay, because Tampa Bay lost a lot, a lot of draft capital in the Tanner Genoa trade, and it's not working out. So I think they're going to be looking to gain some of that draft capital back. So not only are they looking to gain some of that draft capital back, but they're having not necessarily good negotiations with this guy, who just happens to be their captain, Steven Stamkos. I think Carter Braggie and Steven Stamkos are both really possible and idealistic trade targets for the Washington Capitals. Can you imagine a power play with Stamkos and Ovechkin on it?
0: Well, he would Stamkos would immediately and and I know uh, well 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 we're both in love with Dylan Strome but <clears throat> uh unfortunately for Strome I think it, it with with Stamkos in the lineup he would immediately become the number 1 center which may or may no, not be good for Strome.
1: Damn Stam, Stamkos can play the wing though.
0: Mm, I don't know that that's where I would put him.
1: I don't know that is where I would put him either. But give me a winger outside of Ovechkin, we have that's better than Steven Stamkos.
0: Well, you know, with with Backstrom stepping aside,
1: we have uh, almost ten million dollars in free money.
0: Well, not only that, but um, you have you that removed the logjam and. Um, I think if you put Stamkos in the middle, it doesn't necessarily cause, you know, reinsert that log jam, although it would give a a Hendricks LaPierre less time. But if you grab a Stamkos, it would, it would, I'd have to look up cap friendly, but it would have to depend on the length of the deal you sign him to, because the only downside to me with something like that, you
1: could get, you could get Stamkos this year without resigning eight
0: okay but if you don't sign him for more than say a two-year contract
1: if you sign him on two years you're probably going to get him for about six five
0: okay but again the 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 one downside to that would be because your centers right now are kuznetsov mcmichael strome and Dowd in no particular order um you'd have to assume that at least Kuznetsov well, would be going the other way.
1: Well, no, because Stamkos is not just a center; he can play the wing.
0: Well, again, I have a problem. I have a bit of a problem in 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 playing him there um, because I think I think we got a lot of wingers too that that are Do on you, the way. Up. Let
1: me ask you this: Do you have more of a problem playing Stamkos at the wing for six million than you had starting Backstrom for nine point two?
0: Well, no, not really, but if, so
1: uh, so it's an improvement.
0: Okay. Well, how, how about this? If you if you are willing to pay less for somebody that is better, why not put them in the best position to succeed? If you're paying less for them anyway, because just simply paying I less can, for I, somebody, I,
1: I can put him in a position. I can put him in a position to succeed. I can put him and Ovechkin on the same power play.
0: Well, that would be a dream power play, but as we've seen, that doesn't necessarily translate into the best result. And uh, what, no, when but I say what, that,
1: our our five on five numbers are not bad. What what numbers do we have right now that are horrible?
0: Well, they're horrible because of a of a really bad start.
1: They're horrible because of a really bad roster.
0: Well, they're horrible also because of a really, really bad and slow start also, but recently it's trended up. The last game alone, yes, I know one game is not a good sample, but the last few, these last four games, they scored, I don't know how many, I think it was like 20 or 30 power play chances, but they got several power play goals alone this week. Now, I'm not saying that makes for...
1: No, they did. I'm not saying they didn't. But I'm what I am saying is you take everything that their power play unit did this last week, now you add Steven Stamkos to it. Okay. What does that turn into?
0: It turns into... Right, it turns into...
1: It turns into a team that has a top 10 power play... It turns into a team that has a top 10 penalty kill, and it turns into a team that has a top 10 goaltender.
0: Okay, but can you get a Steven Stamkos for two first round draft picks?
1: No, you're not giving up two first rounders for Stamkos.
0: Okay, then what are you giving up? What's going the other you're, way?
1: You're going to give him Suzdalev, a first rounder, and two thirds.
0: And not a current roster player?
1: No. You don't have to give no. up a current roster player.
0: Okay, so you know you're why? you're going to rely no, on the LPIR. No,
1: no, you you can get away with that because the negotiations went sour, and Stamkos was public about it.
0: Okay, well that's that's that side of it. That's him. That's him and what money he gets. But the team still has but you know, they're
1: going to have to they're going to have to recoup something from him. So if there's even a possibility that he resigns somewhere else and they don't get a goddamn thing for him, if you offer them a decent package, it's going to be taken.
0: I I get all that, but my concern is right now, well okay, so let me let me just go ahead and get to it and dig up cap friendly if 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 you'll indulge me and see what
1: he's he's there. eight million dollars right now
0: okay so the cat right now the cap's current space the, the the money they have available is 6.73 million so you're saying use that to bag stamkos for x amount of years however however long we can keep him
1: you're only going to have to pay 8 million for one year.
0: Well, okay. Well, all right. So right right from the get-go that 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 and and I'm I'm sure you've got a way of explaining it, but 8 million is more than 6.7 million. So how do they make up for that difference?
1: Hey, TJ, Oshie, nice to know you. You just uh, 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 I
0: I should have known that was coming. Okay. Well, here here's the problem. Do you put him on LTIR because
1: yeah, you, you put TJ Oshie on. You put TJ on long term IR. Okay, and then if it don't work out, you send him to waivers.
0: Mm. Well, let you're me. You're
1: telling me right. You're yeah. You said um. You're telling me right now. You would rather have TJ Oshie than Steven
0: Stamkos. Well, I said that because I don't know if his contract allows for that. I don't know. I don't think he's got a no-move contract, but let's see. Okay, so it doesn't look like, according to Cap Friendly, a it doesn't look like.
1: Oh, even if he does, even if I can't move his contract, all I have to do is put you on IR.
0: Um. Well. Okay, so yeah, you'd have to because he does have a no move contract uh, clause.
1: And what with what I, do, all the information I just gave you about our third and fourth line scoring, and that our first and second line need help scoring, yeah, I will gladly. Yeah, TJ, you can sit down. Okay, thank you. Me- I appreciate everything you did. Sit down. I've I got Steven Stamkos.
0: Let me let me correct myself. He doesn't have a no move. He has a no trade, a modified no trade, which I believe is ten teams or fifteen. No, fifteen teams.
1: So I don't even have to put him on IR. I can just cut him. Mel, no, I it, you're telling the, you're telling the, you, if if the give situation. Me a re- is, give me a reason right now that you would rather have TJ Oshie over than Steven Stamkos.
0: Well, give me I, I one know. reason. No, for real. Give me one reason. It's it's a risk. It's still too much of a risk for me. Stamkos. Yeah. yeah okay. Stamkos has had you look, how many surgeries? Has Stamkos have you had on their his numbers knees this year? I get that, but how many surgeries has Stamkos had on his knees alone? And how many surgeries has Oshie had? I get that, but you're still there, taking one a big player risk has an upside,
1: know. the other one doesn't. Okay.
0: Well, you, I. I, are I don't you know really sitting here telling me you would rather have TJ Oshi than Steven Stamker. I'm not saying that I'm saying I don't do the deal because it's too much of a risk. I'm not saying keep Oshi because he's got a bigger upside. I'm saying don't do the deal because one, you run the risk of not getting the return. You don't, you think you're getting, how do you know he's going to fit on this team where you suppose he's going to fit Two, because he's a center and yeah, maybe you can play him on the wing, but you know, you, 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 run the risk also of stunting the growth of your younger centers. And I think they're on enough of a trajectory where you don't risk that.
1: I can put Michael on the wing and then my first center is Stamkos. My second one is Strom. My third is Kuznetsov.
0: Okay. You put McMichael on the wing. Who's his center? And he can play on the third line. That's the, right that's the problem he Mike McMichael doesn't play well enough on the wing for him to justify more than 12 minutes a night that's what you don't think
1: th- you don't think him
0: playing with Steven Stamkos you're going to put him on you're going to put an unproven I love McMichael but he's still unproven he's not going to give you more than three third line minutes you know but I think if you give him a on line i
1: I think if you give him a veteran who is capable of still scoring forty goals a league, and excuse me, a year in the league, yeah, I think that that can have a decent positive effect.
0: Okay, so you put those two on five on five all, and what? Okay, so do you also give McMichael power play time too with him?
1: No, absolutely not. Why not? I'm not putting. He might get second power play time. But my so first power my first power play is Carlson, Ovechkin, Stamkos, Strom, and Wilson.
0: All right, but if McMichael is a former first round draft pick that you drafted to help your offense, that was the purpose of your your drafting. My
1: him. no my my purpose is not <clears throat> look, this is based off of what Ovechkin talked about in his contract. We're not rebuilding. So if we're not rebuilding, I want you to tell me what I just told you. Stamkos, Ovechkin, Carlson, Strom, and a mixture of Kuznetsov and Wilson. I want you to give me a better power play than that.
0: I get that. But my concern is beyond the power play. And yes, Stamkos is, is not... He's not TJ Oshie old, but he's got pretty much the same amount of miles on him.
1: No, he absolutely does not. Well, he's a rocket two knee surgeries.
0: Richard. He's in a two time
1: rocket. He's a two time rocket Richard winner that's four years younger.
0: I, I get that, but I mean, okay, fine. You put him you put him on a line with McMichael, who's your other winger?
1: I'm putting McMichael on a fucking third line.
0: No, you said you said two minutes ago. You said you were going to put him on a line with Stamkos. If you put him on a line with Stamkos, he shines.
1: Oh, if I oh if I were to put him on a line with Stamkos,
0: but you're not going to do that.
1: If you get I, if if I were to put him on a line with Stamkos, I would put him with with who we have now. I would say Oshie, but we would probably <laughs> have to send Oshie on a trade. So I would say probably probably Protosh. Really? Yeah. Protosh has the size. He he's a guy you're not gonna fuck around with. And then I have two guys who can just score at will. I did that's a deadly third line.
0: Okay, so you're thinking if if they get Stamkos, he's not a setup guy, he's your goal scorer.
1: As at this point, absolutely. So you need he a guy who's gonna
0: be able to set him up.
1: We have more points in the Tampa Bay Lightning, and Stamkos has more goals than anybody on our team, and he's not even leading his team in goals. Yes, Steven Stamkos is leading my team in goals right now.
0: All right. Well, I don't know. Then I don't know. As good as Protus has been, I don't know if Protus is the guy setting him up.
1: But if you're talking about a third line. Stamkos is not going to be on a third line. No, no, that of third, course not. that third that third line is going to be Kuznetsov, McMichael and Protosh.
0: Well, I look, I I get what you're saying about Oshi and he would not be the reason I don't do this deal, but there's just too much too many other things, none of them good that would happen as a result of this deal going down. And look, that's why Orson, I don't do look. it.
1: Here here's the thing. Our window is what? 2 years? 3 years?
0: Oh, the window, okay. Well, well there there is no window. The window is 2-3 years. There if there I is can no get window. get an
1: immediate great right now in exchange for two picks and two prospects. I'm taking it.
0: Now, the reason I say there's no window is because yes, Ovechkin's contract is finite. In two three seasons, but I have a feeling he'll extend at least one year.
1: He's going to have to extend three years. I don't think. At the end of this contract. I don't. The man can't quit. The man cannot score with the team that we have.
0: Right, and that well, that a lot of that went out the window when Nick Backstrom's play started going south. Unfortunately, then
1: Nick Baxter's play started going south five years ago.
0: Well, I don't know about that. Ovechkin because...
1: needs help on offense. You bring in a Stamkos, you bring in a Verhage, and you if do he what scores, you have to do.
0: Okay, Stamkos gets all the goals. Where does that leave Ovechkin? Let me ask you that.
1: I'm not saying he gets all the goals. I, I'm saying that. What you have said is that, oh, well, Ovi being on the ice makes other people's chances a lot better. No, yes, it doesn't. Not yes, it right does. Now. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Not There's right now. It proof doesn't. Of no, not right now. It doesn't.
0: There's visual proof of that.
1: It, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I okay. So let, let's go back to the Columbus game. And I know Ovi ended up scoring on this. So I'm kind of going to sound like an idiot. But go back to that goal that Ovi scored when when Strom got the puck, instead of a defender staying on Ovi, what did their
0: defenders do? They went to the guy with the puck.
1: They bogged down to the net. They didn't give a shit about Ovechkin. He is having such a bad year that he is no longer that much of a threat.
0: Okay, but in other examples they did the exact opposite.
1: And he missed the net 9 times out of 10.
0: And he's also getting six shots on goal and generating scoring chances. Yeah, not a lot of them are going in, but you're still they still contribute to a positive I, I just,
1: I, What I don't understand is how you can sit there and tell me that them not even losing a single player on the active roster and trading for Stamkos is a bad idea.
0: It's not a bad idea for what you're getting. It's a bad idea for what it would do to the rest of the team.
1: That's what, would what I'm it do saying? for the rest of the team the, the rest of the team has seventy seven goals,
0: okay they're well, the second worst they're right. the second worst what did I in say? The NHL. what did I say what did I say at the beginning of the segment? This is a transitional year. What that means is you got younger guys that are developing that are growing. yes, that includes Dylan strom, who's yes in his mid twenties, but he's you don't he's on you do a deal for like thirty this, goals
1: he's not growing. Okay, so, the, all right. Eight, he's eight years in the league. He's on pace for thirty years or er, thirty goals. He's not growing.
0: Okay, so you're saying you don't. All of a sudden, you've had him be your number one center for most of the year. All of a sudden, you say, okay, sorry, you you bump down to the number two line.
1: Yeah, if I get Stamkos, absolutely yes.
0: Okay, and then what does that do when Strom's contract runs out? Because by it, then, I guarantee you, know M- by, it, then, it, by then,
1: Stamkos will be you're, tell, you're telling me right now that Dylan Strom would not benefit from two, three years under Stephen Stamkos?
0: Not if he's not playing on
1: his line. If he's playing on the second line when we're already going to get rid of Kuznetsov as it is?
0: Oh, you didn't say we were getting Kuz, rid of Kuznetsov to get get Yeah, you, you obviously
1: coach. we're obviously gonna get rid of him. The man was in trade allegations all fucking year. Whenever his fucking contract comes up, you think we're gonna resign him?
0: Probably not. But for this no. deal,
1: for this deal, so it, it's gonna be Stamkos strong. You're telling me right now, Dylan Strome will not improve his play underneath the guidance of Stephen Stamkos.
0: Well, if Strome is to improve, it's it's because he's already on that trajectory. What you're talking about is improving in, okay, the I'll offense the, that we don't I, have. I get the I get the numbers, but that's going to improve organically not because we risk draft capital and inject somebody.
1: Look, that- Dylan Strom is not going anywhere because we signed him to a long-term deal. He is going to be a center for the Washington Capitals. He has already, in some instances, taken a backseat to Evgeny off.
0: Well, only only in the so shootout. So, why the
1: hell is it a problem if he takes a backseat to Steven Stamkos instead of because, Evgeny Kuznetsov?
0: Because right now, well, because right now, well, Kuznetsov has been benched for a game already. Strom hasn't, nor will he be.
1: Because no, because he's actually fucking been the one to produce.
0: Right. So he's the one producing. You get somebody who has better numbers over a career, all of a sudden, what, what would you, how would you react? He's
1: on, he's on pace for 50 points this season, excuse me, 60 points this season. And Steven Stamkos already has fucking 15, 16 goals.
0: Now I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm saying, again, I'm saying you don't do the deal at look. I am not saying in any way that the team is fine the way it is. That's not the point. The point is tell me who else in the league you would bring in. I I don't know right now. I don't know.
1: So why, why not Sam Well, why not take one
0: fucking shot? Well, take a fucking shot for what, for what to improve now when they're already going to be so much better. Two, three years from now, when Marash and Leonard come up? And
1: you already have those guys, and you're only going to have to give three out of ten picks for them. You still have seven first four-round picks in the next two years.
0: Well, I'm not necessarily against this deal, but. Well, okay, put it this way. I would be a lot more in favor to try and turn this conversation a little bit. I would be a lot more in favor of going after a Carter Verhage.
1: Oh, For I would, sure. I would love sure. Carter Verhage.
0: I think he I, would have, I think he brings more of the intangibles. And I think he's more of the type of player that would fit in the system.
1: My on, my only issue for. with Carter Verhage is that he turns into another TJ Oshi.
0: Well, he might, he might. But my point is, I don't think I don't think Stamkos is as great a player as he is. I don't think he's the right fit. Now, a Carter Verhage, yeah, I think I would do that deal in a minute. Take him over Oshi as much as I love my double seven in a heartbeat. If that can if that can happen, yeah, I do that deal but
1: but let, let me ask no. you this you would you would take Steven stavko over TJ oshi I'm not saying that
0: no I'm, I'm not saying you. that at all i'm at no I'm just asking it, it would never come down to that i uh,
1: I think it potentially could in a trade deal
0: well i again, I love him but i I don't see anybody taking oshi not right now, not in a trade not straight up I'm, but i'm saying
1: if, if we had a chance to secure steven stam coach would you be willing to give up
0: tj oshi if the deal made sense but i still i still don't think he's the right fit
1: all right let me reword this cuz i don't think you understand what i'm saying this well, would never okay. happen but i'm no, taking it, draft i'm taking draft picks and everything out of this Man to man, would you rather have Stamkos or would you rather have Oshie?
0: I get that it would never happen, but so that there's no point in asking. Uh, no, no right, there no, is no way it would yes. happen. If we I'm going to say yes because Oshie's a better fit. That's the that's what matters to me. That's you, what you matters. Would,
1: you would rather have a guy who only has four points and twenty four penalty minutes in twenty one games. Than Steven Stamkos, who has 15 goals.
0: Yeah, because I don't know you that Stamkos. I don't know that Stamkos brings the intangibles. I don't, and that I'm. I know I'm going to get laughed at for saying that, and I I can I can feel you rolling your eyes right now. But yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think Stamkos. I I, brings,
1: I have to disagree with you, buddy.
0: Well, you're you're welcome to it, but I I just don't think Stamkos brings all the right intangibles. I'm not saying he's. A bad player, he's probably one of the – easily one of the best players in the last 15 years, easily. He'll probably end up – if they do redo the greatest, 100 greatest, he'll probably make that.
1: I but, I I think he immediately puts us in the top 10 in power play.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, this might be a bad analogy, but the Caps had the same mentality when they went after a guy named Yaramir Yager. And yeah, how but, that work out?
1: Well, we didn't have a top-ten penalty kill. And we also didn't have four guys on the bottom end. This, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, I see how effective our bottom end is. I'm just trying to fucking make our front end better. So if I have my bottom end as effective as we are, and I combine Steven Stamkos in my top six. Get the fuck out of here. We're, we'll win, we'll fucking at least finish second in the Metro.
0: Well, if a deal like that comes up within the next two seasons, that makes a little more sense because, right, we'll, we'll by then, we'll have a better idea. Of yeah,
1: if I T.J. Oshie would be fucking 40 years old. He's the I same age did, as Ovechkin,
0: man. Look, I, I think you're a little too focused on, on Oshie and what he can't do. I'm seeing the team as a whole. I'm seeing the younger guys and the chance that they would get and possibly miss out on. Okay, if you do they're something not gonna like miss this.
1: out on any chance because Stamkos is immediately going on the first line. He's immediately going on the power play. He's not cutting time from anybody. Well,
0: no, I I think I don't I'm not gonna say the team is fine the way it is, but if you do a deal like that. You completely changed the identity of the team. Now, now, okay. Now we got another superstar who can put the puck in the net and that totally changes the makeup of your team.
1: Yeah, it does. It makes them a fucking playoff caliber team. Not to me. You don't think Stamkos makes a, not by
0: himself. No.
1: A team that can barely score. As they're not a winning. Fucking well, guy who is on pace for fucking forty.
0: Okay, I think I think you and I you and I need to stop here because I think you're you're coming at it from one perspective. I'm coming at it from a totally different one. And try as we might, they're not meeting in the middle. It's no, it's just. It, yeah. It's well, it's well I mean, Stamp Coach is on pace for forty. I get it, but one if you this is not this is no longer a team that relies on one guy to get it done for so many years. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's, that's our problem. We have no, uh, you don't understand. We're the second worst offense in the league.
0: Well, there was there, that was pretty much the same argument about the goalies and, and, and look what happened there. Got rid of them both. Did we necessarily get better? Some would say yes. Some would say no. We
1: got better in net. We didn't mm. get better anywhere else.
0: Well, but I, I look. I my perspective is. I think the team is growing. The team, the whole team, is growing together and developing an identity where they find a way to get that go ahead goal when they need it most. I. I like a team like that. That is a type of team. I get the numbers, again, but that is a type of team that wins games no matter what. Playoffs, late season, early season, anytime. Okay? You inject another superstar in the lineup, you totally change the makeup. That's my argument. And I don't know if that's a change for the better.
1: Tell me, who is your Devontae smith Bailey on
0: this team? Oh, you could point to a lot of guys that are like that. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Okay, I'll name you several. Nicholas Obey-Cubell, Connor McMichael, Protus. What did I say earlier? Timely goals scored by different players, especially the third line. Fourth line's contributed, too. How do you think it's not just their their stellar defensive play? They score the timely goal. Nick Dowd has already had a two-goal game. It is
1: not that they score the timely
0: goals. They are
1: scoring as many goals as our top line. Well, it's one thing think- to have a, It's one thing to have a good supporting cast, but you have to have that top line. Yes, Devonte Smith-Pelly scored seven goals, but Ovechkin scored fucking fifteen. He's not doing that right now. We well, need someone who can do
0: that. Your answer is to pl- replace one superstar with another, and I'll end no, my argument. my
1: answer is to place one superstar with another.
0: No, because you're saying Ovechkin isn't doing the scoring. You're, are you saying with Stamkos on his line, I'm, Ovechkin yes, is... I am,
1: I am saying with Stamkos on the same team as Ovechkin, on the same line, it's fucking unstoppable.
0: Okay. Well... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have my doubts. So, but I think we're, we're coming at it from two, two opposite sides of the, of the river. No, let me ask you, this. No do, you, do, you
1: th- do you think Patrick Kane and to bring it right now could do more damage to the Novetskis, uh, Stamp Stamp goes.
0: Cause there are two players versus one. Yes. You think
1: coming down the line. Kane and Debrinkit are going to do more damage than fucking Steven Stamkos and Alex
0: Ovechkin. I'd say they're about even.
1: On what ground?
0: Well, Ovechkin's never been a defensive player for one.
1: I'm not talking about defense. I'm talking about our offense. Uh,
0: we we, you, we well, don't
1: have any offense. We have zero offense.
0: Okay, but you got to look at you got to look at the players as a whole. You got to look at the whole package, not just what they put on the scoreboard.
1: I'm looking at what we have right now, and we're still hanging on to a playoff seed. Well, I'm telling you, add Stamkos into that, it turns into something different.
0: Okay, but at what cost?
1: A first, a second, and two thirds.
0: Okay, well, I don't see it costing that much, but you know, just just to get had, they had to give up something similar just to get Mantha, and people were cl- crying bloody murder over that trade. Still are.
1: And so look at how, look at how he's doing right now.
0: Oh, well, right now, but he was supposed to do a lot better. Not not that I have a problem with Mantha, not right now.
1: Yeah, I'll jump on, I'll jump pitch on pitch that train with you. I was the last person who was going to be screaming for him to get more ice time, but now <laughs> I'm screaming for him to get more ice time.
0: Well, what a difference a year makes in better coaching easily, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, the Verhage deal to me makes more sense because I, and I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it as the whole team coming together around with one guy versus one guy making a difference. That's my argument. That may not be how you're seeing it, but that's how I'm seeing it. And that's that's why I do one deal versus another. So that's that's where I'm at.
1: If I get stamp goes, I've got two guys on the right side who are going to score at any given time.
0: Well, maybe, maybe not, but it's got to be, if they, if they pull the trigger, it's got to be one that makes sense and they got to find a way, they got to find a way to get them to fit. It's not, it's for me, it's not just you throw, you throw somebody in there. And and how do you, besides how do you not give how do you not give a Stephen Stamkos top line minutes you have to give him you have to yeah. put him on the top line you, yeah. you'd have you no do. choice
1: yeah you do your top line is fucking Dylan Strom, Ovechkin and fucking Stamkos well, it's not
0: just I, I know it's not but it t- again to me it's not just because the top line is that bad it's because he's that his his stature is.
1: And that's you what i'm saying this year first line is strom ovechkin Stamkos.
0: but yeah i i i think i think we've gone we've gone around on on that one enough but um you know I, that that's a lot to think of but i think the point i think we ought to wrap it up by saying look you know, there's there's a lot to be desired as far as our offensive production. I think we can agree on that. That's obvious. Um, but I think that's one of the that's one of the things that will grow organically and already is in some aspects. And I get that for some, for a lot of us, it's like watching paint dry. But they're getting there. And yeah, maybe if a if the right deal comes along. If a top liner becomes available, if that's a, and for me, that's a very big if, if the right deal comes along, yeah, you do it and you find a way that you don't mortgage too much of the future, but I just, I just don't see it and I'll end. Okay. So I'll throw one last question at you. Do you trust our management to pull off a deal, something like that? Do you honestly trust them to be able to pull that off?
1: I only trust him if it's a player of that caliber, dude.
0: All right, but compared to,
1: you and know, other than that, no. Okay. Out outside of C.J. Yoshi, what the fuck has Brian McClellan really done?
0: Well, that 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 can be argued, but you're you're not going to have you're not going to have a whole lot that'll argue against you. I'll I'll leave it at that.
1: He has uh, T.J. Oshie, and he has Dylan Strom. What other than those two? What the fuck has he done in almost ten years? What has he oh, done? I, the man had not done a goddamn thing.
0: Again, again, I'm not going to throw too much of an argument as that, because a lot of it, a lot of it's true. But uh, all right, so um, I. I think we'll go ahead and stop it here. And I hope, I hope that, um, this supersized edition of, uh, the podcast has been, uh, <laughs> has been fun for everybody listening. Um, I guess I should have warned, warned everybody that, uh, well, sometimes when Jake and I get going, we really get going and, uh, you know, it's.
1: Let me apologize first for crossing uh, because no whenever po- I get it, Whenever I get to talking about hockey, I'm not even just thinking about it. it. It just comes out of my mouth. I don't mean no offense to nobody. I don't mean to uh, upset anybody. I apologize.
0: Well, it's 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 all good, but you know, it's it's. I hope we've demonstrated a way that you know you can be passionate about a subject and not result to attacking someone personally. Just just ideas. And that's what we try to represent. So I hope this has gone some ways to, you know, some of you out there who might doubt who we are and what we mean, uh, I hope we, we represented that for you because there, there's a lot of Caps fan groups out there that sometimes they take it a little too far. I'll put it that way. But we don't. But uh, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and uh, Merry Christmas to... All y'all that are listening, Merry Christmas to you and yours, Jake. Thanks so much for coming on, filling in. And um, I would hope providing a, 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 well, a a banquet, a buffet banquet of of thought, not just food for thought, but a hell of a lot for, you know, our listeners out there to think about, because I know for one thing, there's lots of armchair GMs, but there's a lot of stat heads too. And uh, so, yeah, think about, think about what, what's been talked about here because as they say, numbers don't lie. So, um, and, and I I will go ahead.
1: Can i also say one thing before we log off here. Sure. I I just want to say, I appreciate everyone who comes on and listens. I'm just an idiot, man. Like, (laughs) like I'm just an idiot. I sit here. Hockey is my thing. It's what I study. It's what I talk about. It's the one thing in my life that I'm semi-smart about. But in the rest of the aspects of life, I'm not a very smart person whatsoever. So I really appreciate the fact that people come over here and they listen to us. They take time out of our day to listen to us. They take time out of their day to come and subscribe to the PowerPoint Play podcast. And really, dude, it's just it's all love. There's no hate. I don't. I don't want y'all to think just because we kind of disagreed heavily that there is any hate. There is none whatsoever. No. I I really appreciate. Um, I really appreciate you bringing me on. And I did. I'll come do it again, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, no. We want if you're listening. We want the passion. All right. Just be. Be respectful of other people and, and understand that the person you're having a heated discussion with is just that, a person. So that, that's all we what we want you to remember. We're all cheering for the same team. So, all right. Well, um, so thanks, all of you, for listening. And, again, Merry Christmas to all of you. We will have another guest co-host on next week to wrap up 2023. So for Jacob Michael, this is the Blue Liner on Point. Signing off. Let's
1: go, Caps.
0: And uh on behalf of my wife, who also interjected herself too, uh, Merry Christmas. And uh just want to remind you next to last time that uh, well, if you see Santa Claus with no money and he's broke, well, what would you call him? Saint Nicholas. <laughs> Hallelujah, and let's go, Caps. Hi there, Sugar Plum. How'd you make out with a hothead? I heard that, you snowball. Oh, my goodness. Speak of the devil.
1: Madam, kindly state your business with that drippy snowman and get him out of here. Mind your blood pressure, hotcakes. Mother warned you about that low boiling point of yours. <sighs>
0: you think you're hot stuff just because Mother likes you best. Boy, boy, now please don't fight. Well, if I can't have a little fun, I might as well... Hello, everyone. It's me, your humble host blue liner on point rounding things out and this message i leave just for anyone that might have been concerned about the fact that jake and i were yelling at each other all as well no offense accepted or ingested or anything like that don't worry about us we're fine always have been always will be and you know we it was it it's part of the th- part of how how things are here and again uh, all, all is great and you notice that the whole during our whole discourse even when things you know reached beyond a boiling point there was no name calling there was no outright disrespect um there was no hey you're being stupid or you are stupid or even that idea is stupid so um you know even when we were yelling at each other we managed to be respectful of the thoughts and ideas we were putting out out there or at least of each other anyway so just wanted to leave that little note for anybody that might have been concerned but you know again this is this is how we roll around here and that's just how it's done and i hope everybody appreciate it and again have a merry christmas I'm burning the midnight oil here, literally getting this done. So uh, wrapping things up here. Hopefully have it in time for Christmas morning. And I hope everybody gets what they want and has a kick-ass new year and on to next week.
1: This has been another episode of the Power Playpoint Podcast. All episodes are available from Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, blueliner77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister. Voice everybody, Jeffrey Concord.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point podcast. Thanks for listening.